It's not worth winning if you can't win Welcome back, everybody, to the Cake Eaters podcast. Uh, we have episode nine this week, which is called titled Head Games. And we finally get the moment of truth, the moment every young kid goes through, Heath. The moment where you realize you got to fire your mom. Been there, done that. You know, I'm just kidding. I could never fire mama d she would be absolutely devastated at the thought but she also wouldn't get in over her head coaching in the first place no 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 mama d is she's better than that she can she's got a good head on her shoulders i will say though alex took this firing like it didn't even fucking face her yeah she's zero reaction all in stride yeah. like there was no head game getting played there and i love like like evan comes in and he's pacing like he is so nervous you, he's, he's biting the fingernails yeah, you know t- getting a pep talk from nick did you did you catch nick's pep talk oh he, he did call, i catch it he calls alex the momster like monster but with with mom instead the momster Absolutely. Not only does he color the monster, because our boy Nick, he's this is his this is his cup of tea. He gets it from his mom's, hyper supportive, always gonna lift you up and, yep. and bring you and help you rise to the moment. And so he lets him he lets Evan know right off the bat, your mom is off the rails, dude. She's going to make me cry at states. You don't want to hear me cry. It sounds like <laughs> I'm laughing. It's very confusing. <laughs> Bless you, Nick, for that wonderful line. And then he does like an impersonation of it where he starts like laugh crying. He's like, do you hear that? It's terrible. I kind of get it though, because I don't know if you know this. I tend to laugh when I'm uncomfortable. And so I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. And so, and I do it sometimes at inopportune times. Like if you're on the phone with a really mean customer and you kind of are uncomfortable and laugh, that doesn't always go over well. So I get no, it, Nick. It does not. That's a tough situation. Yeah. It's a, and it's, all, you know, it's always weird when you're going through an emotion, but it presents itself as, a, as another emotion. People get, tend to get confused. They misread your, your intentions. I get it. What is Nick doing here? Why is he laughing about this? Oh no, he is he is insanely crying. So we get the pep talk, and it's a hell of a pep talk yep. from from Nick over to Evan. And the head games are starting already. Here we go. Evan jumps in and he does not hold back when he breaks the news to Alex. He's just like, Hey, listen, we gotta let you go. Honestly, fantastic firing maneuver. He just ripped the Band-Aid off. No, you just cut right to the point. There's no need to waste anybody's time. Let's get this over with. And then validates the firing with the reason why. And I think that's why Alex was able to take the firing so well, because Evan delivered the messaging in a way that she was able to digest it. She was mean to their puppy dog, Logan. I love that he calls Logan a puppy dog. (laughs) Of course, Logan's the puppy dog. He is sitting at home with a sad, divorced dad 
all day making depressed pancakes. Like that's <laughs> all he has right now. And then Alex is mean to him at the last game. That was kind of fucked up. Like poor Logan, of course they wanted to fire her. Yeah, d- deservedly so. I mean, they should have fired. They shouldn't even have hired her in the first place. She knows nothing about hockey. Still. Exactly. Still. Nine it, episodes in, don't know a lick about hockey. Absolutely out of necessity. The thing that I didn't get about this scene, though, is that Evan's like, listen, we're going to fire you as the coach, but I want you to be there as my mom. And Alex is like, no, it's okay. You guys need to go fly. You're on your own. Good, good luck. Godspeed. And I just, why wouldn't she go? Like, why wouldn't you go watch the games? You kind of were there the whole way. She just got fired. Heath. So she has, like, like, maybe there's some hurt feelings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, okay. she, she handled it so, the firing so emotionless that I would assume she is, she's crying a river inside, you know? So, and so then, on the inside, she is like ugly crying in the shower. Right yes. Now. And then Evan has the, the, the gall to, you know, throw a participation trophy her way and be like, you should still come as my mom, though. Like, hey, I realize I just dumped you, but I'm getting married this weekend. Do you want to come and watch me get married? That's exactly what happened. Not the best coach, but number one mom. <laughs> At her, I don't know. Her mom skills leave a lot to be desired. Not a <laughs> that's, she, that's she, a that's she, a Brandon she, parenting corner. The, yes. the, the ups and downs of Alex's parenting skills. Yes. It's all the the parenting corner with Brandon. It's been brought to my attention many a times that people are not super super fans of of people who with no kids giving parenting advice. Um, but I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm, we're you know the podcast is that spinoff podcast is gonna keep going strong. I'm not gonna let the haters win. He's you, you can't let the haters win. That's absolutely factual. And listen, that's on those parents because if they don't have open minds to listen to other people's opinions to see if they can gather, you know, information to make themselves better, that's on them. Exactly. And, like, you got to be able to take constructive criticism, you know. You got to be able to take that. And like the, the, the famous saying goes, those who can't do teach. And I can't do being a parent, but I can teach you, you know? That is absolutely beautiful. Parents, listen up. Brandon has a lot more advice headed exactly. your way. Let me, let me be the Phil Jackson to your Michael Jordan of parenting. Wow, the Zen master. You are right. about to be the Zen master of parenting. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. All right. Spinoff podcast, headed your way. Keep your eyes and ears out for that. But – to get back to where we are, we have a cutscene after Alex handles the firing better than than anyone could have ever imagined, considering all the time and effort she's put into it. And we have <laughs> we have a delightful bus scene. We've got the kids on there; they're fired up. So yeah, so one, so one thing about that: so Bombay comes into the bus hot, and he goes, "I assume everybody knows I'm going to be your Alex is not coming. I'm going to be your coach at states." I. Do you think Evan talked to him beforehand about firing Alex? Do you think Bombay was aware that he, or do you think it was like sprung on him? I feel like instinctually he felt the writing was on the wall when him and the kids worked together to usurp Alex's power by doing the spatula play at the end of that game. Okay. Yeah. 
I, uh, so Bombay just used those coaching instincts to know, hey, something's wrong. Something's not feeling right. I know her time's coming to an end. Yeah, and I'm not a very good uh, assistant coach maneuver either. Um, I just I would I would have loved a scene to like explore that dynamic a little more, where like Evan is like going to Bombay and being like, I we got to get rid of Alex. And then Bombay has to wrestle with the, you know, the emotional dilemma of firing the love of his life and taking over for her, you know? Because I mean, she takes the firing so well, and then he just hops in the coach seat, like, boom, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for you to fire her. That's what it felt like. He was like, I was, I'm, I was waiting for the day that this happened. So I'm thinking in between the cut scene, you know, Alex takes it really great. So Evan's like, hey, let's give Bombay a quick call. And they put him on speakerphone in the room. Okay. They're sitting with Bombay on speakerphone, Evan and Alex. And they're like, hey, Bombay, it's Evan and Alex. We got to let you know we fired Alex. She was a real fucking piece of work last episode. You were there. You saw it. She yeah. was mean to Logan. <laughs> like, what in the actual fuck was she doing? But so she's stepping aside. You're going to take us there, even though you haven't shown the most responsibility in the last 10 years, we are going to have you chaperone 10, 12-year-old kids alone in a hotel room and coach them. Yep. And so, so that's my other question. So they get on a bus and they take what looks like a hefty bus ride because they pan out after everybody's on the bus and they start leaving. They pan out and they show wide open Minnesota highway with like no city in the, in, in the view, where is States being held? Would you not, would it not be in the twin cities? Would you not hold it in Minneapolis or St. Paul? I'm not sure because, well, we can find that out really quick. We can do some internet sleuthing because the end scene is like them I, showing the Minnesota the, ice. The Minnesota igloo. It's not a real thing. I looked into that. Oh. It's not a real thing. That's fake. Fake news. Okay. I mean, um, I figured it would be somewhere in the Twin Cities, but you're right. It made it seem like they, they live in the Twin Cities. Out, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They're road tripping outside of the Twin Cities somewhere yeah. to go to states. Yes. And then there's another scene. Um, I think, right? Isn't there? Yes. The travel so, schedule made uh, no sense. The travel, the, there was another scene, like when you, when you talk about when they go to the igloo, the, the Minnesota igloo, the, the rink that States is at, from the hotel, it seems like it's another long-ass fucking bus ride. And yeah. at that point, like, if why, why would the hotel not be right next to, you know, the, the rink that you're all playing at or across the street from it, you know? Well, if you're, you're going to go on a massive bus ride to states, why would you stay at a hotel? And it was everybody was staying at that hotel, so it was a it was state sanctioned hotel. All the teams were there. Why is it not closer to the arena? So let me throw a theoretical scenario at you that might help us align this this travel schedule. So let's say because it's the youth hockey, it might not be held in the twin cities because they're not going to book out like something like the target center in order to, and I don't, it might not be the target center anymore, but the last time I was in Minneapolis, it was the target center where the T wolves play. Um, yeah. There's the target center. There's also, um, 
where uh, I think it, I don't know if it's called this anymore, but there's also the XL Energy Center, which is in St. Paul, which is where the the hockey team the plays, play. the Wild play. Yeah. So there's there could be a chance that maybe it's not in the Twin Cities. It's at a smaller school that still has hockey, maybe like Mankato. That's the only Minnesota city I can think of because one of my friends went to school there. Yeah. But like maybe there's it's Mankato. at a smaller place in Mankato, and there, so you can always there. Go to- Always go to Duluth, right, Duluth. On the, right on the lake. Some nice picturesque views. Exactly. And with some of those smaller towns, they would book up with that many teams mm-hmm. really quickly. And so you're going to have some hotels that might be further out, or you might have to stay like the next small town over. Well, that I, well, the hotel I assumed was specifically for every single team at States because a they should uh, they, there was a whole bunch of things. There oh, was there's a, a gala. There was and everything. A, I don't know if I'd call that a gala. It was a well, fucking. It was dance. Is a party. Tw- yeah, it's a twelve-year-old. There's arcade games. It's not a fucking gala. That's um, true. That's my kind of gala. A whole bunch of arcade <laughs> games. That's sick. Yeah, and then uh, and then they had the gift shop there too, where you could buy all of your uh, Minnesota Youth uh, State Championship gear that you want. Which Nick bought all of it. Oh, I have some of that coming. Well, maybe before <laughs> we get too far into it. Nick has some great lines on the bus. Like Nick, oh yeah, the, oh, the bus, bus scene. The bus scene is great. Absolutely crushes it because it, Nick steals the show. We've been asking for more Nick for a long time, and he really starred in this yeah. episode. I think that was the saving grace of this episode. So he's out there, and he's like, oh, my gosh, Bombay's in charge. Kids get to run crazy. We're going to go around and push all the elevator buttons, maybe wear the shower caps from the room. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The world is our oyster. Let's what get is- wild. What does he say? He says, this is the first night I've ever spent away from my two moms. I'm going to live it up. Yeah. <laughs> He's living it up. Could you imagine the the freeing feeling of being able to wear the shower cap as soon as you walk into the room? That had to have been a beautiful moment for that young man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I feel like I'm not the only one that did this. But, like, as a kid, as soon as you got into a hotel, you jumped on the beds. And if you had oh, yeah, two queen yeah. beds, you were doing some nice jumps back yeah. and forth between those beds. Like, that's flips. number one. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Not like a full flip, but, like, you do the front like flip little, where you land on your butt yeah, on, the, like on a, the bed. Like a somersault of, of sorts. Yeah. Like a somersault yeah. flip. Yeah. Um. And so Bombay gives him the speech after Nick gives just an absolutely wonderful little back and forth. And then, I mean, I'm a little nervous about Bombay being in charge, but I'm sure he'll be fine. He's kind of been stepping it up a little bit. And then they end the bus scene. Well, not they ending the bus scene, but they drive off trying to chant, "Go, don't bothers. Yeah. And it doesn't go very well. It does not ring off the top. No, it's too many syllables. Don't, you know, it's, it's not, Built for chance. No, it just solidifying worst team name ever. Yes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely worst team name ever. But the <laughs> so, so then then they show the. Do they cut anywhere else? Or is it still the bus scene where they're they're driving now? Right. They're, they're driving and then they zoom in. They zoom in on our girls because this is where oh, we start right. to get girls. Girls night. Girls, girls, girls. Like they, they get the <laughs> chant going. They're very excited. They're like spray, I actually, spraying each other with, with like 12 year old perfumes. Oh, I have. <laughs> a, a, we will get to that when it comes because there's some cut scenes. We will get to that. But I did actually pause this scene and I brought uh, Kelly, who is my partner. I brought her in because I had some questions about what Maya was packing. 
because I needed some some clarification on what she was packing and what was going to make this great girls weekend. Because Maya comes out. What was she packing? So she comes out and she's like, I'm terrified for this. First of all, before we even start, beauty comes from the inside. And everyone should know that. You know, it's not not on the outside. It's on the inside. You can be beautiful, but don't be a terrible person. So beautiful message by Maya. If that were the case, then everybody would be able to see your inside teeth. (laughs) Which is just foul to think about. But anyways. (laughs) Maya has the goods. She has a lip gloss collection, which yeah, I they, would be. They, they, they talk about lip gloss extensively. Extensively. I'd be curious to see what she has there, what kind of flavors. Obviously, some kind of bubble gum is going to be in there, maybe a strawberry, you know, yeah. but a nice Stra- lip gloss collection. Strawberry is the tried and true, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then she also has a face roller. Which yeah. face rollers uh, are used on your face to help with skin wrinkles. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. And then they also had highlighter, which I didn't know what highlighter was, but it's a pressed powder that you put like in your eyes and your nose and your cheeks or anything that kind of needs to get like brought up a little bit, you know, a little bit higher yeah. highlighted you, than the rest. You didn't know what high- highlighter was? I don't know anything about makeup. I only yeah. know. You didn't like, know what fa- face roller is either, right? Yeah, I was like, well, what are they What are they doing a face roller for? What would you not use a face roller for, Heath? I don't know. I feel like Every, I should get one now. Well, yeah, everybody should have one. I, know, I, for, I, I guess I, I forget that a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of males don't, don't know the, the very basics of makeup and makeup etiquette. No. I spent uh, the vast majority of my childhood um, – essentially raising my younger sister. Okay. So I uh, know a lot about uh, the makeup game. Oh, so you helped do some tutorials. What a nice big brother. Listen, Brandon, I mean, it was, it was, it wasn't, but you're nice. Oh, it definitely was mean. I was not a, and it it wasn't, it wasn't done out of, out of niceness. It was done out of uh, like, it was, it was a sad boy Logan situation. We were, we were in dire straits. I was the last, uh, the last line of defense. It was not, it was not out of the kindness of my heart. Wow. Just at least you're staying on brand. Yeah. (laughs) So, so we have girls day, girls night, they're getting super fired up and then they go up to the boys and we see Evan turn around, make eyes with Sophie. They do a nice little wave and Evan's like, all right, guys, it's time to spill the tea. They gather around. Yeah. I'm going to ask, lock it down. Absolutely. Time to time to ask. Logan has already given him congrats, like he's accomplished something. He hasn't even asked her yet. Yeah. I feel like that jumped the gun a little bit. And then Sam, Sam Sam drops the my one of my favorite lines. He he says it's time to DTR. Define which, the root beer. Define No, drink the root beer. Drink the root beer. Drink the root beer. If you don't define to, the define the relationship. Drink the root you, beer. You don't define the root beer. I mean, if I were to define the root beer, it'd probably be mug root beer. I feel like that's what I drank the most as a kiddo, you know, with my ice cream, with my root beer floats. Yeah, I'm more of an, I'm an IBC guy. IBC all the way. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Not all of us were were fancy. We had to get the mug root beer on sale, Brandon. So I I was never a big fan of mug. It was either IBC or you go with, uh, I don't know, I don't know how a regional like store brand store brand soda names are but you had like uh was it like what was it It was like dr k or something was the oh we had like 
mountain lightning and dr thunder if you wanted to get some like walmart well, brand yeah so well yeah yeah that's like the, those but there was like a specific um now i'm blanking on it but there was like like king supers is like the the regional grocery store in in denver and colorado they had a specific brand and it was something k i want to say it was like dr k something k but then they had you know their own little you know, whatever brand. So it was either, it was either IBC root beer if you're going to splurge or if yeah. you're like out, out at a restaurant. Okay. Um, but if you were going grocery store, it was whatever the fuck that name was. Just but, the regular store brand. Yeah. Which beer. I prefer mug, you know, mug. it's great. Mug. I didn't care for the, the weird looking bulldog on the can of mug. You're right. That's how you knew you were a badass drinking badass root beer. Look how tough that I feel dog like, is. I feel like that dog, that dog, that dog, there was something in his eyes. I felt like he was hiding something. He wasn't being entirely truthful about this root beer. There's the false eyes of the mug root beer dog. Yeah, they they were dead eyes, like a like a like a doll's eyes. So Sam is telling <laughs> Evan to define the I relationship. To, I had to stop myself from doing that, doing the Jaws monologue there. <laughs> the listeners. We're not here to listen to you recite Jaws, Brandon. I think that it probably would be nice. I think that's that's the the other the other spinoff podcast I get going is where I just it's just me and I do a dramatic reenactment of each and every Jaws movie just just by reading the script. No voices. You play every character. You just read it straight through. Well, I would do voices for each character. Oh. You know, I would make it like it would be a production, but it would be just oh, me, one yeah. man show. One man show. There's some great Audible readers out there. Yeah. I'm going to be the next big one. I love Cl- it. Climbing the charts. Okay, so Sam is telling Evan to define the relationship. Logan hypes up Evan. He gives him, oh, you have some nice soulful eyes, a raspy voice just if, uh, above he five does, feet. You're he a des- total package. He describes him like he's a fucking blues singer, which was very weird. <laughs> like a little blues brother, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah, like raspy voice, soulful eyes. I was like, what the fuck are, are we? Are we looking at the same person, Logan? Logan sees the world through a very romantic lens. I feel he's a very soft soul, and that's why that he is, had that description. That is that is a good point because there's a there's a an exchange him and Nick have later on where he 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 gets very romantic and very you know. I can see that. Yeah. He's got with, the, with that hair. He has just, uh, with that hair and now his newfound hockey skills, Logan is probably just absolutely the latest is, man of middle school. Yeah. Oh, and I get, this is the happiest he's ever been in his life. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's sad dad doesn't matter anymore. He's at States. I don't know. I mean, th- I don't think sad dad even made the trip. He's probably just crying at home by himself. And Logan's like, finally, finally, just me and the boys. Yeah, listen, Dad. I've got ten frozen pizzas in the freezers. I've got we got two cases of beer, plenty <laughs> of hot water. Go fetal beer, shower, cry. It's fine. You'll be fine for four days. Well, the idea of of Logan stocking up beer for his dad. He's like he's gonna need this. I gotta absolutely. <laughs> Maybe throw in a bottle of Jack yeah. just to be safe. He has fake ID going out to the the, the local Twin City liquor stores. It's about to be a real sad weekend. We better grab some whiskey. (laughs) And then this is another, like, once again, Nick really 
was a bright light in this episode because he comes in and I don't know how to describe this move because he has a special move that he's willing to share with Evan when he asks out Sophie. And it's like, he like does a wave of his arms and then does like a robot hit the hand and it swings over Evan's shoulder. And it was smooth. It, It could possibly put the fake yawn and stretch to, like no. you could put it out of no, business. No, 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 you don't no, think no. so? No. You think that's just too tried and true? Yeah. And like that's quick, quick and easy to like pull off. Like the fake yawn and then you're over. Nick's move requires too much, like there's too much time before your arm goes over the shoulder. Cause then they're like cause he like puts one elbow on their their closest shoulder to him, does yeah. a little move, and then hits it over the other side. And it's just it takes it's too much prep time and i feel like it it could easily easily go awry you could you yeah. have to have the right amount of cute lovability to pull that move off and evan doesn't have that oh, no, evan, no. Would, evan evan would accidentally pull something awkward maybe accidentally jab sophie in the face with an elbow getting For carried sure. away with that dance move i wouldn't be surprised there so I'm glad Evan decided to let Nick's move stay with Nick. That was probably a safe choice on his side. Yes. And it it struck it struck me that Nick had not attempted that move in the, you know, in the wild yet. It has uh he's he's strictly been workshopping that with himself. I don't think he he's he's tested it out yet. And I no. think you, you got to you got to test that out once before you start, you know, handing it out to people. Nick is a little gun shot. And so he knows this is a move that's in beta testing. He wants to give someone the opportunity to get it out of beta testing because you don't he give it to Evan that though. on the wall. You don't give it to Evan though. That's his best friend. You, that's you why to, that's the mindset. Well, you get, you give it to Logan. He's got, he's got more best friend vibes with Logan anyway. Well, that's true. Evan has never reciprocated the best friendship. Yeah, like he's very should. one-sided for sure. Poor Nick. Yeah. But I also, and then he closed it off with better add a fire emoji because that's hot. Right. And, and, and gets real that, carried away and screams it on the bus. Yeah. Well, cause uh, classic middle school, you know, love, love story there. Sophie and Evan are not talking to each other about any of this. They're just texting yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Nick, Nick is like, make sure you put a fire emoji on your text, you know, really let her, let her know what's up. Cause that is hot. And, <laughs> and then I kind of feel bad for Evan, poor Evan and Sophie a little bit because Maya comes in hot and shuts Evan's okay. text yeah. down. Like, Hey, what is this prom asking her to prom? Yeah. Right. This is a girl's weekend. No, not happening. Yeah. Straight girl's though, weekend. I, we Sophie just thought about it. We she just was like, Hey, I wouldn't mind. Oh yeah. So, so Sophie, and there's definitely mutual, attraction between sophie and evan they are you know star-crossed lovers for yeah. sure um and yeah Ma- but maya was not having any of it she's like we're having a girls weekend i just we just rolled each other's faces okay yeah. this is a girls weekend just had a little bit of a perfume fight while <laughs> we're di- at right after we're discussing this so yeah so it's like sophie sophie sends him the tech before that happened sorry i jumped the gun a little bit 
Sophie gets talked out of it. So she sends a three princess emoji. See you there. Text back to Evan, which I don't know how anyone knows what that means, but Sam seems to understand that Evan just got hit with the friend zone. Yes. Well, I mean, Sam appears to be the, the, the sage, the sage uh, advice giver here, because he's the one who talks about you need to DTR. You got to define this relationship. You know, you got to, as Nick says, you got to lock it down before she gets away. So Sam maybe seems to have a little bit higher maturity level. Sure. So oh, and, and from was it things. last was it last episode or the episode before? He talks about he he had a girlfriend. But oh, the, that's right. Yeah, so he's he's experienced. lost her because of the socks. Yes, but I'm assuming he stopped wearing the socks. Maybe he got her back. Maybe no. he doesn't need her anymore. Yeah, I mean he's, he's a he's, he's a, a star, star hockey player. Made it to states. Yeah. yeah, his his options are endless right now. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be singing some sound of music at them. You know, so long, farewell, <laughs> see you later, get out of there. And so, but I love Nick's response to the emoji and Sam's comment. He's like, "Wait, how could you possibly think that that's a friend zone? Who does a princess fall in love with? A prince." <laughs> Doesn't he go on a Frozen thing? He's like, except for the Frozen girls, they are wildly independent. They are very independent, which, you know what? Good for them. That's just, Disney is trying to right the wrongs of all the uh, damsel in distress movies that they made that just, you know, frustrated people a lot. And so they needed a movie where those Frozen girls, they were very independent. I love the soundtrack for Frozen. Very, very underrated. It's a great soundtrack, yeah. Solid soundtrack. They they have a, quite a few non damsel in distress movies. Though. Well, now, well, even Brave, back, Mulan, even back in the well, yeah, Mulan for sure. But like you know, you had a uh, Hercules was a uh, Meg. I think was the the love interest's name. And she specifically, she says like three or four times in the movie, "I'm not a damsel in distress," and she is very pivotal in Hercules. You know, winning the day. And then Jasmine was no damsel in distress either. She had a fucking tiger as a pet. Well, that's very true. Maybe the the older, older ones in the 50s and 60s. So, okay, you checked me a little bit there. Cinderella, Snow White, yeah, those were, you know. But I loved loved Nick trying to talk them out of it. He's still trying to provide a sliver of hope for his man, Evan. Like, (laughs) she's saying she's a princess in need of a prince. And then that's when they go back. And we have the three girls having a perfume fight. Yeah. <laughs> in a bus. Yeah. That... Now, now I don't I don't know if they, those are perfumes exactly. Okay. They've just been like um like scented mists, you know? Where it's not okay. like it's not like actual perfume, but it's like a cuz they were in like they looked like they were in like plastic bottles. It, you know, it looked very diluted. It didn't look like we're getting like as strong of a scent as a perfume, you know? Okay, so we're thinking these could potentially not be perfume bottles because if it was, it's, that it would be a disaster in the bus. That would de- smell horribly. They're definitely like scented sprays, but I would not. I uh, I'm assuming because they're in plastic fucking bottles and they're for twelve year olds that they're not. They're a they're not as strong as a perfume. B they're like they those they probably cost like five dollars a bottle. Um, so I I, I the the damage that you thought was happening to that bus is I think minimized because it's not, and they were spraying it in each other's eyes and none of them were like, we're, that's true. or none of them faced. So I think it was just like, like 
scented sprays. When I saw that, all I could think of is like if it was like an axe off, like four different oh, axe sprays blowing yeah. up and just the damage that would do. And then just how mad Bombay would be and like the headache you would get from that. And he would just be stewing in the front of the bus for those who are Got to drive with the goddamn windows down. Stupid girls with their fucking perfume. You know what I was really hoping for? And I, I, I would have loved it so much uh, is if – uh, Bombay gets like right when they are on the bus. Bombay gives his speech, and then he's like, "Hey guys, we're going to states." And he turns around. I would have loved it if the bus driver was MC Ganey, the limo driver from the first movie. Just like a small little like he like high fives him or something, like a little cameo where it's just like boom, and then and then we go on, and then it that would have like, been fine. Ne- never address it again. Just a small little like MC Ganey cameo. I would have loved. It's like a little wink to all the yeah. the big ducks fans out there. Yeah, and I I don't know how many people. So I so I have I love that MC Ganey is the fucking limo driver in the first movie. It's one of my favorite things about that movie because why is a movie star as big as MC Ganey at that time? I mean, granted he wasn't like a fucking movie star, but he was in, he was in fucking uh, con air. He was a legit action movie actor and he just plays a limo driver. At, that's a whole other, that's a whole other rant for the first movie, but I love me some MC Ganey and I was really hoping for him to be the bus driver. That's again, Disney, let us write this fucking, let us write and cast this, this fucking show. Cause I'm, I will get MC Ganey back in. There are so many epic moments that could that were just missed out on. Yeah, so many so many Easter eggs that they just dropped the ball on, and would have been easy. Yeah, I mean, you put, how much is MC Ganey, you know, charging for a a five minute cameo? You know, like fucking whatever it is, it's worth it. Pay the guy the money. Could have just gotten him hired him on cameo. I'm sure. Well, yeah, Website but, where you hire celebrities to like call your friend. Yeah, but he's got to. He, you would need him in the bus. Oh, would be weird true. if they just like cut to a FaceTimed him. <laughs> cut, FaceTimed to a, him. <laughs> cut to a makeshift cameo of MC Ganey and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm driving the bus. How's it going? <laughs> Anyways. Okay. But so after the, the perfume spray, that's when we, we cut to because uh, I'm rolling the, in. What'd you say? We're rolling up to states. Post oh, that's perfume. Right. They get to the they get to the hotel. Um, they and the, a they just they Bombay says I'll get everybody checked in. Everybody yeah. just leaves their bags at the not even at the front desk, right by the front door. Yeah. Which well, they were they were loading them on the the baggage carriers. So I'm assuming there may have been like a bellhop there helping take all the bags. There was what looked like a bellhop there, but they they legit just throw them down and then leave. Bombay leaves too. I mean, I would. That's I all would your, never do that. That's all your hockey like, gear. Yeah. There's so many thieves. That was a very, very poor move to leave those unsupervised. But yeah. they they did have a nice entrance, though. The girls did. The boys just had an entrance, and everyone was like, oh, geez, Evan's obsessing over the Sophie text. But the girls yeah. have, like, the well, badass Nick, girls' Nick, weekend entrance with the hair flip. and Nick, Nick has a good entrance because he's the first one in the door. He comes yeah. barging through, and he immediately smells the chlorine, and he knows there's an indoor pool. That's what Bombay <laughs> says. All right, team, breathe it in. It states, breathe it in, and and Nick looks at him. He's like, ah, smells like an indoor pool. Yeah. <laughs> Hell Which yeah, is, Nick. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's the second thing I do when I get to a hotel room after jumping on the bed is I throw the swim trunks on, 
and we're going down to the indoor pool. And or if you're lucky enough and you're in a, a climate that allows it, outdoor pool. Do you just go in hot with a cannonball at the hotel I, pool? It depends. I assess the situation. If okay. if there's like if nobody is at the pool and it's like just me and the you know the crew that I go down with, they're probably absolutely ripping a cannonball right away. If there's if it's a crowded pool and there's a lot of people in there, then no, you you, you can't you can't go first. in hot. Yeah, yeah. Safety first. That makes that makes sense. And and Nick's not wrong because we all know the smell when you walk into a oh, hotel yeah, yeah. and you're like, yeah. oh man, yeah, that indoor chlorine uh, hotel pool got to kill all the children's pee. So yeah, I had the so I had the craziest, I had the craziest fucking uh, like nightmare yesterday. I took like a a two hour nap like in the middle of the day and had the craziest uh, dream about getting chemical burns at a pool from like the chlorine. Um, it gets the dream gets real weird and real gets weirder and crazier than that, and I'm still like mentally processing that through my you know it's definitely something I'm going to talk about in therapy. But wow, Brandon, was, we're here for you, man. It was uh, it was one of the worst dreams I've ever had in my life. It it for sure killed my vibe for the rest of the day. Wow, that's that's tough to hear. I in workaholics did an episode like that where Adam and Blake were trying to get Anders out of swim practice so they didn't oh, yeah, a yeah. bunch of chemicals <laughs> and then the swim team got in and they were like losing their hair and shit from yeah. it. Yeah, you gotta I mean you gotta be careful with the with the chemicals in those in those pools. You can you can fuck yourself up real quick. Yeah. It but is. like th- this entrance too is like super loaded and moves very quickly. Did you notice that? Because as soon as the girls weekend hair flip happens, Maya's like, cool, I'm going to go get some swag. She's gone. She, comes two seconds, back. Two seconds. Two. And she comes back with a boy who, so I got to talk about the boy. His name, first of all, is Xander. Yep. Great fucking name. Love it. Xander. And then he's, so I was trying to figure out, and I wonder if, uh, this so i was trying to figure this out she's so he comes in she's like hey this is xander uh we're in love we're gonna get married it's gonna be fantastic he's so cute xander i mean he's 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 a good looking fella he's tall he's probably pushing you know five eight five nine at this point and he's only 12 years old hopefully he's not like me and tops out at that you know because i was i was the tall middle school kid i hit like 511 when i was in like fifth grade and then nothing after that that was the end Done so. I got lucky. I, I did the same thing, but when I got really big, I, I got up over six foot. Okay. My yeah, I just missed it. Just 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 missed the cut. Um, which is you know, it's it's really not that big of a deal per se, except for the the tender the tender profile takes a hit when you you know when you say you're five eleven instead of six feet. Ugh, that's like that's, a that's, that's a tough. huge it's a huge minus. Um but but Xander fucking cracks me up, A, because his name's Xander, and then B, he's wearing what I assume is his team's, like, uh, quarter zip. Because you see all the other teams, the, all the Ducks people, they have the the zip, or the quarter zip on with the logo. Yeah. There's a couple other teams, but Xander's shirt doesn't have a logo. It has, like, a stylized word mark on it, and the word mark says, Viper Freeze. Whoa, that is a team name right there. I I really hope that's a team name. I really hope that's one of the team's names is Viper Free. <laughs> we'll get into it later. It's too. either it's either a team name or he is already sponsored by like a sick ass energy drink. Viper Freeze does sound like a hockey energy drink yeah. <laughs> that you would have. 
You're about to play hockey tomorrow morning? Come grab your Viper Free. It's full of <laughs> vitamin B and poison. <laughs> so I really I really hope that gets explored more cuz that that's that's the that's all you get from from this episode. They don't he doesn't mention what team he's on or anything like that, but I I really hope that's the name of his team is <laughs> Viper Freeze. That would be amazing. And then, like, poor Lauren and Sophie, you know, they are not, they're, Lauren and Sophie are the two friends that need the third friend in order for them to, like, successfully hang out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so you could feel that as soon as Maya took off, they're just like, oh, crap. And then Sophie has buyer's remorse. Like, what the hell? They have that nice handshake. They have the sweet handshake. You know, they seal in the friendship with a handshake. But yeah, Maya bailing on Girls Weekend to go hang out with Xander is a real blow for the the two of them. Their their bond is not strong enough to to keep a girls' weekend going. You know, no. And you can, Sophie you can have, is with pissed. those two. You can have like a girls' lunch, you know, or a, a brunch. There's yep. no there's no way that bond is lasting a weekend though. Absolutely not. Maya was the glue that was going to keep them together. But so Sophie's bummed about blowing off Evan now because yeah, she's now like, well, she's, I did this for yeah. the girls. Like, what the heck? I, I would have gone with him if she was going to yeah. do this. But by the, by the way, Dick, Dick move, but from Maya, you know, absolutely. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. It was a Dick move, but it was also a very typical middle school move where oh, for sure. yeah, selfishly yeah. I mean, Dick, you set up the girls weekend then selfishly you bail on the girls weekend because you found a very cute boy yeah it's a dick move but granted if i if i show up at at states and xander's looking my way you best believe i'm bailing too you know i'm bailing on girls weekend especially if he's sponsored by oh viper if he's got a, if he's got a mini fridge full of viper freeze up in his room dude go time I'm in, you know, normally I'm, I'm going to be loyal to monster if I'm going to drink an energy drink, but I'd, I'd cheat on it with some Viper freeze. I actually don't drink energy drinks. They're really bad for you. But if I do, it's going to be a monster. See, I haven't, I haven't had a fucking energy drink in years, but when I did drink them, it was Red Bull, Red Bull all the way, sugar-free Red Bull. Mm. And then the next thing we move to after we see Maya Bale on the girls is we have Coach T laying down the law with his team, which I love. Of I course, love Coach too. T fans on the podcast yeah. oh. right here. Big yes. Coach T fans. Yep. And he's sitting and there he's, letting him know. I was so later on in the Coach T is featured prominently in this episode. Yeah. Um, and they tease uh like a they tease good good guy coach T like yeah. halfway through the episode. And I was I was here for it. I wanted it. I need you good guy coach good- T. But, but so he's, yeah, so he's talking at this point in time, he's talking to the ducks. He's giving them the lay down and he's like, Hey, we're here to fucking win. You know, if you can't, if you can't win big, you know, why are we here? So he's like, you get one hour, one hour at the the party gala, whatever you want to call it uh, yeah. tonight. You get one hour bed checks at eight, 8 PM, yep. seven, eight. We're waking up at 5.30. We're no, we're not waking up at 5.30. We're meeting in the lobby at 5.30 and we're going yep. for a run. And That's what winners do. Yes, they prepare. Exactly. He said, "My favorite line is he he looks at him and he goes, I 'I don't need you mingling with the riffraff.'" I wrote that down <laughs> too. Classic Coach T line. That's why we love him. Yeah, because oh, he's okay. right. Yeah. They're there to win, not mingle with the riffraff. That's a don't bother's move. They're just there exactly. for fun. They're not there for business to yeah. win. Because, but then Stephanie's Stephanie's daughter 
Ruby. Uh, after the right after the riffraff line, Ruby, she like turns to whoever's next to her. I assume Trevor. They don't really yeah. show it though. But I assume she turns and she goes, or after after he says one hour at the party, she turns and she goes, Everybody's gonna think we're lame. And Coach T goes, No, they're gonna think you're defending champions. That's what they're exactly. gonna think. Exactly. You know what I wrote down for that? I said that was a real Clark move by Ruby worrying about what the <laughs> riffraff are going to think about her. That was a, that wasn't a Stephanie move. That was a Clark move. Yeah. Yeah. She's which. So I, right after, well, so right after this, you get Bombay and coach T, they have a little, little exchange little, where, yeah. Where Bombay is, is well, coach T is trying to like bad mouth to don't bother us. He's like, you know, you guys don't even bother unpacking. You guys are going to, it won't be here long. And then coach T or uh, Bombay just like flips it around on him and is like, yeah, you're right. We definitely won't be. Yeah. We, we might not be. Yeah. And I, I love it when Bombay is like, yeah, you know, honestly, it was a surprise, surprise to all of us to be here. It really was. And coach T's <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What, what are you talking about? He's like, you can't get in my head, Bombay. And then Bombay goes, you're right. Unless I'm already there. Yeah. He did, Bombay did play a little Jedi mind trick on Coach oh, yeah. T. I was kind of surprised that, that he did that right there. Yeah. Well, so I remember um, – because they do the little previews, right, at the end of uh, – at the end of the previous episodes, they give you, like, little – what, like, 15 – or, like, one minute, like, sneak peek to the next episode, and they show some clips. Yeah. They showed part of that clip in the, the previous preview, they showed it where coach T is like, um, what does he say? He's where he's like, um, what are you guys doing here? You're not supposed to be here or something like that. Um, and the way they set it up, I thought there was going to be more of a more confrontation, meat, more meat to that confrontation. Like, you know, like, like the, you know, I don't know. I thought there was going to be more to that instead of just a weird little like mind trick thing. If I, I was a little d- d- a little bit disappointed because I, I built it up in my own head. When I was watching this for the first time, I paused it quick to start getting my notes going. And I wrote epic Bombay versus coach T throw down <laughs> and ended with, well, mind. I, I guess Bombay <laughs> is in his head. Yeah. So it didn't, it didn't really live up to it, but that's like this whole episode is like very quick moving. And there's a yeah. lot of, there's a lot of characters moving in a lot of places, which I'm actually okay with. It's the, it's the first time we get almost every character really involved throughout the entire episode. Yeah. I thought, honestly, this is one of the great. There, there's no, there's zero hockey in this episode, but it was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the better yeah. ones for sure. I, I did too. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I thought that they, out of everything, I thought that they nailed the kids plot line of like the See, middle school interaction and the dance. It was so authentic. I think that's what made it enjoyable. And like, like we have been saying this whole time, this was kid and team, a hundred percent focused episode. Yeah. You get, you get a couple scenes with Stephanie and Alex uh, back, back home. And then at the end you get, um, some a, a tiny little bit of Alex Bombay, but the vast majority of this episode is kid and team focus, which is what we've been calling for. So, very very welcomed episode. I thought it was it was one of the better ones for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so after that quick interaction, they move again really quick. And we see, I loved it. Uh, Nick is flush and he's just going hard at the merchandise. Yes. He's getting, <laughs> he's getting everything. And I actually really related to that because every time I would go play in a tournament, my parents would always, I had t-shirts from like every basketball tournament <laughs> I've ever had. And shout out to Mama D's laundry skills. Like these are like 20 years old and they, I was just home not that long ago and they still look like new. Those yeah. old t-shirts, because I've just been wearing XL since like middle school. Yeah. <laughs> I was never, I was never, I was never a gift shop guy at any of the tournaments that I went to or any of that stuff. I was uh, not a, it wasn't, wasn't my forte. Oh, Mom, Mama D would give me a 20 and say, hey, go, go buy yourself some memories for yeah. this tournament. And, you know, bless, bless her and Big Mike for, for letting me do that. You know what they need to do is you gotta, if you got, you gotta, she needs to frame all of those, all those uh, tournament t-shirts and like set up like a, like a, like a Hall of Fame shrine for you in one of the rooms, you know? She has all of the t-shirts saved and she's going to make a quilt. Oh, okay. There you go. Quilt. Even better. <laughs> Pinterest. I See? don't know. I don't get it. But Ma- shout out Ma- to Maudie always always one step ahead. Exactly. She, she definitely needs to be uh she's gonna be a, a frequent co-host on uh parenting with Brandon for sure. <laughs> she she could teach you a thing or two. She's a real <laughs> stickler though. So like if if you're gonna break any rules around her, she's gonna give you the business. <laughs> <laughs> And and so Nick's flushed. He's at the merchandise stand. He's buying everything. Sophie is talking with Lauren. Is like, hey, I'm gonna go find Evan. I'm, I'm gonna go ask it. Is be like, yeah, I'm gonna go to the dance with you. Lauren's like, cool. On my own girls' day, lip gloss gets another shout out really yeah. quick. And but when we get to Evan, MJ is doing a quick interview, and Evan's like, "Oh, coach, speak like the game will work hard. The game will go okay." And he's like, "Hey, can we off the record this really quick? I need to talk to you about something." And MJ gets the wrong impression and is like, what? "Yes, Evan, I'll come." What? Yeah, yeah. He he's like, "If I like a girl, how do I ask her to a dance?" Essentially, and MJ reads that as, "Oh, you like me." Yes, let's go to the dance. Which I mean, I I didn't I did not understand. I assume it was just like a panic move, um, and that the fact that she was just right there that he asked MJ for advice. Um, I that struck me as weird. If anything, go ask Lauren. You know, I think it's because or, she was just or standing where, right there. Where where the fuck is Winnie? Why is that's who should have been driving the bus? That's who that's who we need on the trip is Winnie. Where the fuck is Winnie? Winnie is maintaining the ice palace. We've already talked just, about there's this. No cus- she is, there's no customers. Just shut it down for the weekend. She is the backbone. It is midwinter. They are in the throng of five-year-old birthday parties to be hosted at the ice palace. Someone <laughs> has to hold down the fort. I guess. I guess. But, you know, that, that would have been, been prime Winnie advice time, though. She would have fucking crushed that. She's, she's sharpening their skates and Evan walks into the room. He's like, listen, Winnie, I need some advice on, yeah. on Sophie. And she's pulling up. She, pull, she pulls the, yeah, the ketchup on the finger trick. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And then, and then that's when they finally drop the ball that Winnie is Han's great granddaughter. Oh, see, honestly, that's all you wouldn't even have to acknowledge. You wouldn't even have to bring it up. You could just have her do like the ketchup trick. And then the people that, that know would know, you know, would know. And that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. But the big payoff for this is that Sophie 
on her way, hears MJ and Evan go into the dance together. She sees it. She's fucking heartbroken. Absolutely. And I will have to well, say. Not, she's not She's not heartbroken. She is enraged. Yeah, she is pissed that yeah. he just asked her and then asked someone else. And Sophie does a great storm off. I, she she's stormed off a few different times in the series and she really has it down like the big heavy hard steps the pronounced <laughs> arm swinging like she does an excellent storm off so yep. shout out sophie for your ability to storm off <laughs> just ha- yeah. just had to say that yep. so <clears throat> so then we jump to what was the the biggest surprise to me was that we go to the office. Oh, Alex is hanging out. This First is my of all, this, Alex. My oh, favorite. Uh, so this is my, we we said the the episode is more kid and team focused, but there are there's like five eight minutes of Stephanie Alex scenes, and they are the best. Yeah, gold prime fucking Stephanie. This is where you find out that Stephanie and Clark. Are getting a divorce. Getting a divorce. Well, and Alex is stealing. I think her name might have been like Debbie or Karen. Oh yeah, she's, or she's stealing stealing the, the, the Twizzlers. The, the secret desk candy. Yeah, yeah. It not only up. steals the candy and then proceeds to use her own personal back massager. That's yeah. That I take more offense to than the candy. Violation of personal property. Yep. Just can't do it. I didn't no. like it. I didn't like it one bit. But we thank, do find thank, out. Thank God we're in a work from home environment now Heath, where people can't just steal your fucking twizzlers and they can't sneeze on their hands and then reach into the jar and grab them yep because that's big, what happens in the office thank you people I, are disgusting i know i'm well they're, they're like talking about bringing uh people at my company back to the office and i am not here for it if they if they tell me i have to go into the office more than like two days a week i'm just gonna quit i'm over it done quit cry hard, a little bit and get over it hard now can't deal with that. Yeah. But anyways, we've got Clark and Stephanie getting divorced. She Stephanie's drops- kind of processing it in front of Alex, which is a kind of it definitely crosses so the line of boss employee. <laughs> oh well, I mean, she crosses relationship. Every, Stephanie crosses that every fucking episode. Every episode. That's true. Just, every interaction she has with Alex is a violation of those boundaries. But so she so when Alex first walks in, she overhears Stephanie on the phone with Clark. And so she's yelling at Clark and she's like, my favorite thing is she goes, uh, I forget exactly how the conversation starts. But then she's like, uh, no, Clark, you can't take our kids to Hawaii. Those are our miles, <laughs> which I, I love that Clark's first instinct after he realizes he's getting divorced is I need to take the kids to Hawaii. Using the miles that they built together because we established the first time we met Clark, that guy sucks. It's the fucking worst. And so, of course, he would do and use all of the points that they earned together without a second thought. Because that's that's another that's another thing. Because a, I don't have any kids, and b, I haven't been um, blessed with the uh, you know the the experience of divorce. That's that's a thing you never really, uh, at least I never really thought about. Though it's like you know you, you gotta like you gotta work out like the divvying of of you know assets stuff. and all that kind of stuff. But like credit card miles, that's you gotta divvy that up too. Like that's that's, that's why you don't get a joint credit card. Just get your own. That's true. That's true. You know there, what I mean? there are so so another another some great advice, not necessarily parenting, but some relationship advice. 
joint accounts are not all they're cracked up to be. If oh, you're, absolutely. That's just a dangerous there, game. There are so – even if you're in the happiest relationship in the entire world, there are so many benefits to keeping – not necessarily like all of the money separate, but keeping separate accounts um, for, for individuals. I'm not saying you have to like exactly divide it up like her money's her money, his money's his money, or his money's his money, and his money's his money. Yeah. But um, you know, there, there are many, many benefits – from from you know financial taxes all that kind of stuff to keeping separate accounts yeah exactly and if don't, you do don't, decide don't, to do but, a joint account don't put all your eggs in one basket no, still keep your no, own no, no, separate yeah, accounts yeah. if you use the joint account for paying bills and silly stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah don't but anyways you, you got to you got to treat you got to treat your relationship like a business heath you know you keep your relationship money and your relationship account and your personal money in your personal account just like you would keep you, you, you got to separate your business money from your personal money. You got to you got to keep the you got to keep the the paper trails separate. You know, kids, you better listen up. You are getting educated by Brandon, the accountant, right here, it's, and this is I this don't, is some advice to listen up. I to. don't have any kids, but I do have two companies, so <laughs> they're 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 my children. <laughs> listen up. I, I think that we do have to give Stephanie a quick pep talk here, though, because. Clark sucks. She should not be super beat up about this divorce. She should be ecstatic to be shedding the dead weight to get back out there and be a badass again. Like, I know they were number one and number two in law school. He was number two. Stephanie, of course, wins. So that I was going to bring that up. There's this is a a scene a little bit later on, but I think we'll we'll just lump both these scenes together because she drops some some great stuff about her and Clark's relationship. Well, the fact that it's all the same. The fact that they were law school sweethearts. Yeah. You know, number one, one and number two. two. He was, of course, number two, though. You know, she, you think fucking Clark's going to beat Stephanie? No. Yeah. And then there, there, she talks about how they're, they're, uh, they always got to go. They can't just go skiing. Yeah. They always got to go big. They can't just go skiing. They got to go hella skiing. You know, she's got to jump out of that airplane and keep that propeller just to remind her every time, you know. I don't know how people do stuff like that. I can't even ski like a bunny hill, let alone jump out of a helicopter and do it. That's wild. But props to people that can do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so I, even though born and raised in Colorado, I'm the world's worst skier. Um, I have zero ski skills. Like even going down to like, like you said, like bunny hills, it's just, it was, it was never, never something I really cared to do. That being said, if it was something that I care, cared about and had practiced and was like actually good at then best believe i'm going hella skiing you know but that was a good interaction between stephanie and she, alex right yeah there. you well, know what that, i mean yeah it was good and uh, it's right at the end of the, the second scene that we're talking about with between alex and uh, stephanie alex drops the line um, cause Stephanie gets like real to, she's like spills her whole life story. She gets real depressed talking to Alex yeah. and Alex says something along the lines of, I think depressed Stephanie is my favorite. Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She does say that because yeah. there, there are a few interactions like there's, and we'll get to in a second, like where Stephanie smokes her in the face with the golf ball. Like I yeah. love all those interactions there. They're so great, but we, we get a vulnerable side of Stephanie, yeah. which it just, it just cements that like, even though Stephanie 
really was the worst in some episodes and she'd say things and you're like, Oh God, just why do you have to say that? Yeah. She's still an amazing character. She says that about herself in, in, in the scene where she, uh, she talks oh, to yeah. Alex and she's like, Alex, you know, I'm super jealous of you. You have, you're super nice and super cool. Your kid's a sweetheart, which a Evan's not a fucking sweetheart, but she's like, I'm super jealous of you. Alex is like, oh, you're jealous of me? That's crazy. And she starts talking about hockey, like how good her and Evan are at hockey. And Stephanie goes, well, you're not that great. You're number two. You know, yeah. number one. She's like, I did it again. Yeah, I did it again. Here I go. Just being a bitch. So, you know, she's got some self-awareness. I think what we gather from this episode is that it's really Clark. Clark is the terrible influence. You know, he's yeah. ruining. Not only did he ruin Stephanie, now he's actively trying to ruin the kids. Yes. And the kids are turning into little Clarks and that sucks for everyone. And you could, you can understand that like Stephanie was just probably this big badass powerhouse. And she's like, well, I better marry this other powerhouse. And then like a month into the marriage, classic, she's like, well, uh, classic, this guy uh, sucks, but yeah. adopts it. You know, she, she did what Elle Woods almost did almost mm-hmm. ruined her life. She almost, she mar- Stephanie married her Warner, you know, whereas Elle Woods legally blonde was able to realize the error of that way. And, you know, Divi, and then she goes and marries Luke Wilson. Stephanie didn't have that realization. She went down the Warner path and, you know, look where it gets you. It gets divorce. you divorce and two kids that are bullies, you know, such as life sometimes, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. That's a great scene. And then we cut back to the party and Nick, oh, I, I forgot to mention, sorry, this is way back in the bus scene, but I forgot to mention, did you see the first showing of Don't Bother's gear? Nick had the Don't Bother's stocking hat, the yellow yes. stocking hat. Yep, they finally have merch. They finally yeah. got merch. I, I meant to say that earlier. I, I That was one of the first things I saw. I was like, oh, we have Don't Bother's merch. And and so that's an exciting yep. revelation well, yes, for that. Plus, we still have the uh, from last episode. We got the ha- the t shirts that uh, yeah, that's pa- right. Paula and I don't know why I can't remember his other mom's name, but Nick's mom's made the putting putting fun first the hashtag putting fun first those, yep. those shirts those shirts and the beanies. Yeah, we finally got some team merch. So that's an exciting uh, revelation for them. But when we cut and we see Nick, I, this is why I love Nick. He's wearing all of the merch that he just bought yeah. <laughs> at the stand. <laughs> To the dance that everyone else is at. Yeah. What a great kid. Yeah. He's such a sweetheart of a kid. I just thought that, I thought that was just like, because it's the most real thing too, right? Like there's always that one kid on the team that buys the merch and then wears it immediately afterwards. Not even just on the, on the team. There's that person in every single aspect of life. You know, there's the kid. So say you're going to like a, you know, like a fucking Aerosmith concert. There's a kid that shows up in an Aerosmith hat and an Aerosmith shirt, you know, or you're going to, uh, I mean, sports games are a little bit different because you're expected to wear that stuff. But like, if you go to like, uh, if you were to go to a WWE event, there's the dude who's wearing the John Cena hat, the John Cena shirt. He's got the wristbands. He's wearing the jorts. He's all decked out. He's ready to go. I went as John Cena for Halloween one year and I had the toy <laughs> spinner belt. It was the best Halloween ever. <laughs> Hitting everyone with the you can't see me. And I bought I bought the, I say, the hat. Did, were, did you ever did you were you even able to to interact with anybody, Heath, if they couldn't see you? It was tough. It was tough to to go to the party, but I actually you had to played rely the song on like echo, when I ran echo in. Location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome. Favorite Halloween costume that I've ever had. Okay. 
Anyways, <laughs> let's get back to Nick and Evan interaction because Nick is devastated yep, that yep. Evan asks MJ, and I love the way he describes it because well, Nick, he makes so he makes Evan, it, he makes it seem like it's like a whole like lifelong thing that he's been feeling when we know that's not true because he was head over heels for Winnie in episode three. Yeah. You know, I get that it was in an inappropriate con- or inappropriate relationship he was aspiring for, but come on, you're just gonna, you know, he's just gonna, you're gonna drop Winnie like that, like a like a bad habit so quick. Brandon, we find out in this episode, and it's very true. In middle school, love is fleeting; like it can ebb and flow by the minute, by the second, let alone by the hour in the day. And I love the way Nick described it though, because Evan's like, "Wait, you you don't even talk to her." Like, I've never seen you talk to her outside of the podcast. <laughs> and Nick is like, well, I'm a lion in the grass waiting for the hunt. And and Evan's he, like, he this said, is like the most secret relationship ever. <laughs> my favorite thing is Nick, when he's doing the lion uh, <laughs> analogy, he goes, I'm uh, waiting in the uh, the grass for the proper time to pounce. And then when that time comes, I still don't do anything because I respect women. <laughs> I feel I feel like that <laughs> that's like your move, Brandon. Oh yeah, yeah. It's absolutely yeah. the Brandon. That's the Brandon, yeah. Is you just you wait it out, you know? I actually put that in my notes. <laughs> yeah. You can't I can totally see this move becoming the Brandon. Yeah. I I put it in my notes, but like because you respect women. And exactly. so you're you're you going know? to not pounce. You're nope. going to I would I would them. I would never pounce on a woman. No. Never. <laughs> Never. You will cordially greet them and ask them kindly if you, they would like to join you for a coffee. Exactly. And yep. maybe not I, even do that. Just a permanent friend zone situation. Yeah. But, but, I, do it, but, but I do it to myself. I, I friend zone myself. <laughs> the self-inflicted gunshot wound. Yeah. <laughs> how's, how's your love life going? It's great. I friend zoned myself with like 10 chicks. Yeah. <laughs> It's going fantastic. I've got 15 best friends right now. It's awesome. <laughs> and then, so while, while that, right after that happens, MJ comes up to join them. And I love that Nick gets real awkward really quick and bails for some cocktail franks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, are those cocktail franks? And then, and then Evan gives MJ the most awkward interaction a friendly jab kind of awkward punch to the shoulder yeah yeah because they're all punched to the shoulder and then immediately we get whipped around because mj goes whoa new power couple power couple who here here to steal the show and they, and they kind of do. They kind of do look like a power couple. Trevor and Sophie, though. Trevor. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I mean, who, who else would it be? You know? I mean, she does do a great job coming in, immediately making Evan jealous right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And she's the, she's the only one who's like, who's like actually dressed for a party. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody like MJ's wearing like a like a a, a freaking uh Is it over, overalls overalls over a sweater. Yeah. And then Nick's decked out in his his state uh, his state championship t-shirt and hat. And yeah. then everybody else is just wearing like like Evan I think is just wearing a jean jacket over a t-shirt. Yeah. 
and yeah, yeah. So she, and but but Sophie comes in and she's got like a, a like a nice sequined top, you know, looking great. They both the light, look sharp with the light bouncing off the disco ball and hitting the sequins, you know. It's excellent, but everyone is jealous. But then the camera immediately moves over to Maya and Lauren, and Lauren's just sitting there all alone. She sees a different group of girls having a girls' weekend. It's oh, like, and oh, then geez. heartbroken, dude. That, yeah, I almost cried at that that part. That was so sad, especially because like Lauren is such a nice person, and she's a female warrior, and she just wants a good friend, and then she gets bailed on. But she's so nice; she just doesn't even you know, think anything of it. And then Maya doesn't even think about her feelings. It's like, oh my gosh, Xander's the one. Yeah, we get He's... some, yeah, we, so we get, she comes in first hot with the Xander is amazing. Lo- I love all the Viper Freeze. It's fantastic. And then, uh, you know, she keeps coming back every once in a while. Like every, every like cut scene or whatever is, is yeah. her coming back. And, you know, at one point Xander's the best, the next point Xander's the worst. Then yeah. she's like, you know, uh, you know, he just he doesn't really get me, but like the chemistry is so good. When the chemistry is this good, do you let it go or do you fight for it? Yeah, because because yeah. the next interaction it's coming up before that interaction is it, the some some Coach T and Bombay initial bonding. But I know yeah, so, you're talking about yeah, so the yeah, and like the Coach T, this is where they tease you know good guy Coach T a little bit because you get um, he's getting the business then, from a parent. Which, after what transpires, had to be a plant, right? You think so? Just like with the Hockey Moms episode where they conspired to get the Don't Bothers in, I think I think Coach T hired that that parent to you know just be a dick to him so he could so he could weasel his way into to Bombay's nice side. I was shocked he let that happen. That parent was like, "Hey, you need to earn your check. You better play my kid more." Yeah. Okay. And so they're just bonding over those bad parents. And, you yeah. know, parents do get so aggressive with all that stuff. Oh, I, the worst, I, I mentioned on the podcast the before, I used to ref middle school and high school girls and boys basketball summer league games. And I would get screamed at oh, yeah. by parents. It's like, dude, I have been working seven to four and now i'm refing your kids shitty basketball game and, and, and with no air conditioning in the <laughs> middle of the summer please stop talking to me like i don't care yeah i'm not gonna blow the whistle because i'm tired and i want to go home yeah, yeah i uh i upped uh baseball for a couple of years and it was uh yeah the parents were the fucking worst now, and then i had so my uh when i was playing i had uh my grandpa would come to all my games and my grandpa, God rest his soul, was not a great person. And he would uh he was the par he was the parent who would like in my like, you know, like like ten year old freaking little league games would be screaming at the umpire. Like that's a strike. That's a strike. Like just shit like that. And it's just come like, oh, on. God. Yeah. And it's like I'm, I'm ten years old. The ump is seventeen. Calm down, Grandpa. Like you're, why are they always screaming at these people? Yeah, he was. He was a. God, I feel like God. God, God rest his soul. Um, well, it, and it wasn't only that. Like, so he had a. My, my family has season tickets to the Denver Broncos, and I. Uh, he, my that Grandpa got them in like 1960. Whenever the Broncos started, I think it was 1960. So he's had them forever. Like, was a diehard Broncos fan, and I would go to the games with him. 
and he would just get so riled up there. He would proceed to get just blackout fucking drunk, and then he would pick fights with fans of the other team. And it's like, and I, and when I would go to the games with him, I would be like 10, 11, 12 years old. And it's like, Grandpa, like, I, you're on your own here. I can't. I do not have your back. No. I cannot hold my own in a fight. I, I honestly, I can't, I can't fight these. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. I, yeah. So it's the thing that was like, as a 10 year old, I can't fight these people. And as, uh, as a, you know, a, a non terrible human being, I refuse to fight these people. I don't want to. It's football. Yeah. Like, no one loves their football teams more than me, but it's it's definitely not worth fighting over. No. Oh, God. It was, I was traumatized. That's why I don't, I don't follow the Broncos at all anymore because it's just fucking – it's just too much trauma involved. You know, I can't, I can't handle it. <laughs> but but I, I – so Bombay and Coach T, they saddle up together at the bar. They're yeah. getting Bom- ready to Bombay. Bombay is just drinking Cokes, though. I saw. I actually yeah. put that note. I saw John Bombay drinking soda, and we're yep. proud of him here on yes. the podcast. You know, we want to make sure that he's being safe and healthy, and he's yep. getting out of the basement of the ice palace. You know, we're, we're hopeful for him. Exactly. Yeah, he's uh, he he tackled that demon. Let's not let's not let it back in your life, Bombay. You know, absolutely. And so he is trying to do what he did to Iceland, where he. You know, he talked to the trainer. He flirted with the trainer. Now he's kind of pulling that move with Coach T. Like, hey, saddle up, buddy. Let's just talk. Let's chit-chat. Let's let's talk coach to coach. And, yeah. and so they're going to bond. I can't wait to see what happens. But before we see what happens, we cut back to the dance and we see some slow dancing going on. A, a love <laughs> hectagon is taking place, if you will. That's the five-sided shape, right? I'm I'm not good at I, yeah yeah I think so. Let's yeah, hope he- so. You said hexagon, right? Oh no, I said hectagon, but maybe it's a hexagon. I don't know. It's I one think of those hex, shapes. I think hex is five. Okay. I could well, be, to have our non-existent research wrong. team look it up later. I uh, specifically skipped all geometry classes. It was uh, terrible. It's a hard pass for me. My geometry teacher was kind of mean too, so that didn't help. I don't think there's such thing as a nice geometry teacher. I think it's part of the part of the requirements. You got to be just the worst. As if math isn't hard enough. Every math teacher is a hard ass that makes you want to cry a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're especially like when you're throwing in shapes, you know. You know, like in a like triangles and shit, like sine, cosine, and tangent. That was the useless useless information. Less than useless information. Show kids how to do their taxes and how to responsibly manage credit cards. Exactly. I forget. Oh, I think it might have been Minnesota. There was news I saw the other day. I forget. It was one of like the Midwestern states. They uh, made financial literacy a required high school class. Oh, that's. I forget if it was Minnesota or not, but whoever it was, good for you. Yeah. Congrats. We we approve of that. Yes. So what do you what do you think about Evan's awkward dancing with MJ? I got a really good <laughs> kick out of that because we see so the to to set the picture we have Evan and MJ dancing and Evan is facing Sophie and Trevor dancing but then behind Sophie and Trevor dancing is Nick kind of holding up the wall as you know kind of being a wallflower yeah. uh, yeah. to speak so- and so every have, time Evan wants to make Sophie jealous, he puts his hands on MJ. Yep. But then he sees Nick in the background and he takes his hands off of MJ, 
really quickly. And so he's doing this hands up, hands down, hands up, hands down kind of dance. And <laughs> Nick is at the wall and he turns to his friends and says, boy, I just don't know what's worse. Uh, watching my best friend dance with my crush or watch what my best friend thinks is dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick, Nick calls him out uh, for it. And then you, you even like uh, uh, a little bit later on, uh, Sophie, <laughs> Sophie, uh, is talking to Evan and he's like, she's like, you're the worst dancer in the world. You look like a drunk penguin. And he really did. <laughs> That's a very accurate description. Yeah. Evan just, he just doesn't quite have those dancing skills down yet, which is okay. 12 year old boys. Well, I mean, I, if you, I, I, I feel like if you gave him a, a non fucking emotional minefield to, you know, wander through while he's dancing, he probably wouldn't have been that bad. Give it, give him a chance where he can just be loose and and shake his tail feather a yeah. little bit. Then, then he would be okay. Yeah, yeah. Where there's no, there's not two people staring daggers at him, regardless of what decision he makes. I also loved uh, Logan's line to Nick, where it was. Oh yeah, this both, is where you get romantic Logan again. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, but it's both sides of the coin. He's like, well, hey, you know, there's a chance that maybe they she's just not meant to be his what, girl. Well, what, 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 no, what he says is, uh, he goes, don't worry. Don't worry, Nick. You know, if, if you guys are meant to be, if she's meant to be your girl, then it'll work out in the end. But if, if she's meant to meant, be his if girl, if she's meant to be Evan's girl, then, and, you know, it probably won't work out. <laughs> thanks Logan. Yeah. So, Feeling real good about that. Now. Solid advice. So happy. And then, we, we go over to Maya, who is just in the thick of some middle school drama. I love uh-huh. that she, she was like, I only play power ballads or something she's like, like that she's on Spotify. At, she's yelling at Xander, and she's like, I can't believe you told him to play rap. I only listen to power ballads. That's the only thing that's on my Spotify playlist. How do you not know that? And then Xander says something about, I can't believe you listen to that stuff. It literally makes me, my ears bleed or something like that. Yeah. He's like, like maybe how, you need to our, branch out. How are, pow- do. how are power ballads making your ears bleed? I don't know. What's a, what's a, do you happen to know a popular power ballad off the top of your head? I was trying to think of one. Any like, like 80s hair metal love song would be like a power ballad. Like, uh, like totally clips of the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Power ballad. That is one of my favorite songs to karaoke. Yeah. That or it's a great song. I'm trying to think, you know, and I'm I'm blanking on Probably anything on Journey does. Yeah, yeah, like uh uh what's the I I what's the main song? I can't why can't I think of any journey songs? <laughs> Don't stop believing. That's a power ballad. There we go. Don't stop believing. You can you can tell how much I love Journey by my extensive knowledge of all their songs. Well, Glee kind of broke Journey for everyone. It kind of got a little played out after after they really made it blow up again. Well, it's Glee, and then and then the fact that every motherfucker at karaoke wants to sing "Don't Stop Believing." Yeah, that's true. That and Sweet Caroline. Pick oh, new songs. Don't even get me started on Sweet Caroline. I hate that song. It's one of the worst songs ever written. <laughs> 
But what did you what did you think about them immediately having middle school uh, pet names for each other too? Because after oh, I didn't that catch, blow up, I didn't it, catch the pet names. What were the pet names? Okay, so uh, th- once again, subtitles. I, I have to. I, I, I had them on for this, but I must have been like in the middle of writing a note or something. So I didn't catch them. So so she's back complaining to Lauren like, "Oh my gosh, it's like he doesn't even know me." And yeah. Lauren's like, "Yeah, it's almost like you didn't meet two hours ago." <laughs> like just the voice of reason. Lauren yeah. is too logical to be 12 like that's what happens when you're that logical you can't always hit it off with every kid you meet. you know she's just too much like an adult but so and then maya sees uh xander behind and he's like my my oh she's like zandy or something that's right okay i got terrible and he has the little and i was totally with lauren though she actually like put her cape up to block out that disgusting display of nonsense. And so they kind of got back together a little bit, whatever. But then we flash scene over to what really matters. And it's back to Coach T and Bombay at the bar. Yep. Yep. And this is where you get a little more good guy, Coach T. They tease it a little bit. He's They're talking about the stresses of, you know, coaching. And Bombay starts giving him the 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 recruit. recruitment story about how he got he's not a he got banned from from coaching ncaa real quick before we get into that story we have some great coach t lines where he talks about a dad tried to sue him for benching his kid yeah yeah and then there was another one where he was like listen man one time i dunked orange slices in red oh yes i wrote the kids i wrote that that down that's so good so good Yes, Coach T. Listen, if you are just not liking the energy at practice, you got to give the kids some orange slices. Yeah, but you got to get you the need to lace you them. Get, that's okay. Yeah, you got to get the boys buzzing a little bit. You know, get them go. You're not going to wheel snipe Selly when you don't <laughs> have the juices flowing. Exactly. Exactly. You know, they in in Letter Kenny they got it from dip. You know, when they <laughs> don't even don't even do a lipper, not a dipper. Come on, boys. <laughs> Yeah. But, but yeah, I thought you would enjoy that. Uh, Coach T dunking orange slices. But then, yeah, they, like he gives, you know, some bonding moments like, oh, you're the Zen master, Bombay. And then yeah. Bombay gives the NCAA story. Did you notice they switched gears on it, though? Before in the earlier episodes, Bombay, when he was talking with Alex, he was like, oh, yeah, I gave a kid some tape for and I got fired for it but this time he made it seem like the kid was poor and Bombay gave him like money for his family no I don't cash he didn't give him cash they're not insinuating that oh really you didn't think so he's talking about the the tape um worst recruiting violation ever yeah he mentions the the fact that the kid's poor when he's telling to Alex too yeah, he said it's. Uh, oh, really? I don't think he. He, yeah, I don't think he, he doesn't specifically call him poor, but he says like the. He says the kid couldn't afford the tape, so he just gave him to it. Um. But yeah, it's 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 dumb, and it's dumb that he was. It's a dumb recruitment, which makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I hated everything about where this is going. It was my least favorite thing. Yeah, it, but they made some drama. Oh, they, it was oh, it's such manufactured nonsense drama because this is actually what I was waiting for, Brandon. I have to be honest with you. I was waiting for you to rip into this episode, and I can't <laughs> believe it took this long for for you. Well, because like, like like I said, I, I enjoyed the rest of it. The, all the team focused stuff I thought was fantastic. It was good. All the kids stuff, the dance stuff, all their 
stuff. I thought it was fantastic. But this thing, this they took a lot of liberties. This well, this Coach Bombay stuff. They in classic sitcom fashion, it's a problem that's created in the episode and then resolved at the end of the episode. But they create this problem at the very end of this episode. It's like yeah. what? There's like eight. 10 minutes left tops of this episode and they create this issue. So essentially to, to jump ahead, I guess, essentially. So coach T realize now realizes um, Bombay is banned from coaching in the NCAA again. Yeah. Just so happens that this Minnesota youth hockey championship or whatever is an NCAA sponsored event. Yeah. Yep. So technically Bombay is not allowed to coach in this because he can't coach for an NCAA event. Yes. Um, and then so Coach T rats him out. Bombay is called to like a little hearing with the, the board or whatever. Yes, and there are some gems before the, the hearing and everything, though. So yes. we will. Well, we will so, so we'll that. get to all that. Essentially, though, you know, the, it gets resolved and Bombay is allowed to coach um, during the event or whatever. And so this event or this issue gets created with less than 10 minutes left in the episode and resolved five minutes later. It is such like drama for the sake of drama. This, this they spent five minutes on this whole fucking problem, and it it has no bearing. It was not needed. It was completely unnecessary. You could have taken these five minutes and focused on literally anything else, and it would have been better served. Or just Coach T in Bombay having like a so crazy rivalry or like fighting back and forth and like getting shots back and forth at, at each other. And so that's, there's one of two directions you could go with this to make it infinitely better is you keep playing the Bombay coach team mind games where they're, they're feuding, they're playing little like tricks on each other, whatever they're fighting, whatever you want to do with that. Or you go which, with, with what I thought they were going to do, which is where you have, like a good like like what they did with Stephanie where you have like coach T you see the good side of coach T you yeah. see why he is the way he is maybe there's a little sliver of hope that he he you know sees he comes back around he's he you know turns a corner he, he pulls a Grinch where his heart grows exactly. three sizes that day and so what I was really hoping is that they would tease that a little bit right so you get uh Coach T being you get a little good Coach T, and then because like, like like we mentioned before, at the end of this season, there have they have to there's got to be something where either Bombay takes over the Ducks or the Don't Bothers become the Ducks or something like that. Team resolution needs to yes. happen between these two conflicting teams. And so what I was really hoping they would do is you tease good guy Coach T here, and maybe a little more in episode ten, and then when the ev- inevitable switch happens you bring coach T along as an assistant coach. He's now he's under coach Bombay. T and Bombay together because and, and coach what, Bombay shows coach T the, the meaning of having fun. Exactly. And then, and then, you know, you can eventually, you know, like thinking, you know, like three seasons, you know, a couple movies down the line, coach T becomes your new Bombay. You know, yeah. you can, you can focus, you know, Emilio can run off in the sunset and you get, uh, Dylan Playfair is like the new kind of coach guy, which yeah, I would love. He's a I, new I, I love Dylan, Dylan Playfair. I think he's a fantastic actor. Uh, and I love coach T the character. I think it's fantastic so far. Yeah. He could have been the new Bombay and ride off to the, into the sunset, but they just kind of kept him as a, as a bad guy. Cause I, what I'm afraid is because what I'm afraid is that whenever the switch happens and the ducks are no longer the bad guys is that coach T just disappears. 
Yeah, I, we I hate don't. To see, I don't want that. We need Coach T in season two. So yes, no absolutely. matter what happens with this, because we'll get to it. I, I wrote it was extremely ballsy for Coach T to be standing in the hearing watching oh, yeah. it all unfold. I loved every second of that. But we'll get to the hearing here uh, in a minute. Before that happens, I just had to say, so before that happens, because it cuts to, because like Coach T and their emphasis, they're empathizing with each other, whatever. And then Stephanie and Alex are bonding. And I love it because Stephanie is like complaining about Clark again. And she's like, don't mansplain how to cut a bagel to me. I'm Clark, not the one missing Clark's a missing a fingertip. What did he, what did, he, did he do? Did he lose it by cutting off a cutting a bagel? I assume that's so. What, that's what I assume he was cutting yeah. a bangle and he and he cut off his fingertip. I loved everything about that. I wrote that down to me. I was like, what did Clark do? What a dumbass. But that was just <laughs> a really quick scene where they're like, oh, we're friends, we're drinking wine. Hey, let's go raid the, the big boss's cheese fridge. He has a cheese fridge, which yeah. I'm sure there's like a delicious smoked Gouda in there. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe some kind of a, a nice Munster. I'm sure there's some really delightful cheesers. Hopefully they have some nice water crackers to accompany them. Yeah, yeah. hopefully there's some crackers, maybe a little, a little baguette too. Yeah, yeah. that would be delightful. Mm-hmm. That, but that might be asking for too much in an office. You're probably just getting some Ritz. I don't know. If you're going to the trouble of a of a cheese fridge, you have to have a company meant for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Um, but then that was like the quickest scene ever, and there wasn't a lot of context in there other than like those kind of like quick moments. Well, it it, it show it, it was mainly there just to show you that the bonding, the bonding, because Alex says she's she's like, all right, maybe I should leave, and Stephanie because Stephanie is staying at. Staying the, the night at the office because she doesn't want to go because Clark is busy packing all his shit. Yeah. And she doesn't want to go there. Um yeah. and so then uh, yeah, Alex decides to stay the night with Stephanie there. She's like, Oh, you know, we're they have best, a slumber party. We're best friends now. I'll stay with you. Yep. Just like Nick and Evan solidifying their best friendship with the slumber party, Stephanie and yeah. Alex cement their new newfound friendship yeah. with the slumber party. Yeah. Exactly. At the office. Yeah. After they raid the cheese fridge and they have their slumber party, we get back to the culmination of the dance and we see Evan finally breaking it to MJ. Hey, I was just well, trying to be a nice the, guy. I panicked. Has, I didn't she know. Has she has the she has he has the fight with Sophie beforehand at the photo booth. Oh, that's right. They're in the photo booth. They're arguing back and forth. And he was just like, why would Trevor want to go out with you? And like really hurt her feelings and was just not very nice. Yeah. And then uh, he comes out and he he goes right up to MJ and he's like, hey, I'm sorry if I gave you the wrong impression. My, my favorite thing he says is he goes, I'm sorry if I gave you the wrong impression. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to kill bad vibes. Yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to give you bad vibes. I didn't want to throw those bad vibes out there. So I just, yeah. you know. <laughs> great excuse great excuse like listen i was trying to dodge the bad vibes i staved them off for a little bit but i'm just gonna have to put these bad vibes on you now that's my bad i should have yeah. just thrown it out there right away um but mj says oh perfect i was just using you to get it nick have you seen us pass in the hall you can cut the romantic tension with a butter knife yeah yeah that's pretty amazing Talk, what a line. T- talking about bad vibes, though, I was trying to remember. I was having a hard time, but that line fucking cracked me up because it reminded me so much of. I don't know if you're. Have I told you about the the show, The Real Bros of Simi Valley? It's a. 
it's <laughs> it's on Facebook Watch. Um, it's free. Even if you don't have a Facebook account, you can just like type it in, and you can find all the episodes. It's like it's like a spoof on a reality TV show, like The okay. Real Housewives, but it's like it's a these group of bros. But it's all like um, like you know the the Suh dude guy. Yeah, he's one of the characters in it. Um, I love it. There's there's it's just like a bunch of weird like like Instagram and uh, like YouTube people. Nice. Um, Vine, remember Vine? Vine, Vine, but it's legitimately hilarious. It's the it's the dumbest show I've ever seen, but I'm convinced it's the greatest piece of American art in in like the last two centuries. It's so good. But what at the uh, at the end of the very first season, and all the episodes are like 15, 20 minutes long. It's real easy. Okay, it's, you know, there's yeah, it's really quick easy. watches. Quick watch. And I think the first episode or the first season, there's only like four episodes. And I think those episodes are like seven minutes long. So it's like okay. real quick. But at the end of the first season, uh, one of the characters, uh, the subdued guy proposes to one of the girls and she says yes. And then at the beginning of the second season, she calls it off. And she's like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to marry you. I, like, I can't do this anymore. And he goes, well, if you didn't, why'd you say yes if you didn't want to marry me? And she goes, well, you know, everybody was all happy. They were all celebrating stuff. I didn't want to kill the vibes. <laughs> and that's understand. That actually probably happens more than most couples are willing to admit because oh, they just well, wait and get divorced 10 to 15 years later. Yes. And Maybe he, not even that. And he, the that proposal was very public. It was in front of all of their friends after they had just like done something cool and were celebrating or whatever, like out of nowhere in front of all the friends, like you, you can't That's a say, lot of pressure. You, You're not going to say no. No, you would be in, that would be so awkward if you said no. You know? And the people that do say no are, live in infamy on the oh, internet. Then they, and then they get ostracized from those friends, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. For so, being so heartless. And it's like, well, what do you want? They get married for five years and then get divorced. It's yeah. the same a, result in the end. I'm a huge opponent of, I don't know if that's the right phrase, I'm a huge opponent of public proposals. I think it's the, the meanest and most manipulative way you can propose is to do it in front of a crowd. Like, go... Like at like, an athletic event? Get your shit any, together. Any, do any, something that means something. Any kind of crowd, especially if it's, like, a friend, like friends or family. Unless, unless like, you've, you have talked about... Like, if it's an impromptu proposal and you do that. If it's, like, if you and your significant other have talked about it and you're like, yes, we should get married, we both agree, then that kind of public thing is not that big of an issue. But if it's like an impromptu, like out of fucking nowhere proposal and it's in front of people, you're an asshole. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And you're probably manipulating them because you know there's a chance they might say no in private. Yes. Yeah. So we, we're, not, we're not big fans of the super public proposal, seek, sneak attack proposal. Not yeah. fans of that here on the podcast. You no, need to absolutely. make sure both – you need to be respectful – and make sure that both of you are on the same page before jumping into that commitment. That's not a commitment that you surprise someone with. It's not like, it's like, Oh, Hey, surprise. I bought us a new couch or a new car. Like this is like, surprise. You're stuck with me forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, not forever. Yeah. Surprise. Until, I, until, you can take half my shit later. Yeah. You're, you're stuck together until the vibes run out, you know, <laughs> and, then, and then the vibes are done. But anyways, the big, 
the big ending of the dance is that Evan walks MJ over to Nick and he unites them. He's like, you like each other, finally. go. Our star-crossed lovers are finally united. It's beautiful. And we're happy for Nick. It's, it's not the relationship that I thought I wanted, but it's the relationship I needed, you know? And we should have known, we should have seen that writing on the wall just because you don't get to be the number two podcast in Southeast Minnesota without a little bit of romantic sparks flying. You as a big fan of Hallmark movies, Brandon, you have seen this plot line time and time again. They love the old two people working at the radio station together. Oh, Oh, But they're they're not in love, but they are in love, but then they end up falling for each other during the Christmas season. Yep. Classic. Christmas in July. It's the, it's the best time of the year, Heath. Best time of the year. I don't agree. I'm not a big <laughs> Hallmark movie fan, but I won't sit here and I know a lot of people love them, and I'm, so I'm not going to take that away from people. I'm going to let others enjoy those. It's just not for me. That's fair. That's fair. I love Christmas movies. Like all the, especially like the old claymation movies, The Year Without a Santa Claus is oh, yeah. definitely one of my favorites. Obviously, a Christmas story. Ke- Kelly enjoys Christmas movies with me, but we don't get to start until December 1st. But from December 1st until December 25th, it's all Christmas TV and movies nonstop. See, I, I feel you on that. I, I don't personally care for christmas itself as a holiday but i love i love christmas movies i love christmas tv shows and i you best believe as soon as i finish that last little bite of mashed potatoes for thanksgiving dinner the plate's cleaned off i'm flipping on hallmark channel and we're watching fucking christmas movies until the end of the year wow that's i mean hey Props to you. That's there's some, one. Uh, there's a great scene in Bob's Burgers where they just finish Halloween. I think. Oh, they put the, put the Christmas tree up. <laughs> November first, and and Linda's putting the Christmas tree up. I love. Yeah. I always love that. <laughs> I'm not that. Um, I'm not that gung ho about it. I I I wait till after Thanksgiving. But right, as soon as Thanksgiving's over, it's it's fucking Christmas time. It's go time. Well, we always decorated uh, my parents' house after Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. That was that was post Thanksgiving. We would start the the decorations going. But anyways, that was a great Hallmark movie, Rand. I wanted to get you going on that. I know you love some Christmas in July. Oh yeah, best but, time of the year. But so that, that was the we got the epic conclusion to the dance of of Nick and MJ getting together. So now it flashes to the next morning. There at breakfast, we learn that Maya and Xander have officially broken up. She's done with them, moved on. He just Dunzo. didn't get her. Yep. Um, Sophie walks in. Evan slides over. Hey, Sophie, come sit by me. She no. gives him Go. the cold shoulder. Go fuck He's yourself, done. Evan. Yeah, just a real kind of like whips her hair around too yeah. when she kind of gives him that shoulder. Once again, Sophie has that kind of like, like, fuck you, get away from me, walk away. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Like and she crushes that. It's deservedly so. Evan, the last interaction she had with Evan, Evan was like, you're completely unlovable. Nobody would like you. So, obviously, like, go fuck yourself, Evan. Yeah, trying to say that Trevor was only trying to get team secrets. He didn't actually like her. 
which is bullshit because we've we've at least I have noticed the the sexual tension between Sophie and Trevor since episode three. You know when when he uh, I think it's three. It's either three or two. Whenever whenever they do the pizza math date, whenever that is. Tre- and, Trevor's jealous. He doesn't yeah, he like comes, seeing Evan there with Sophie. Yeah. He was like, "Hey!" Dro- drops the book, starts like yeah. insulting Evan. You know, gently sets the book down. Yeah. <laughs> the the modern the modern kid bullying. Yeah, um, yeah. You could tell right from right from that get go uh, from that scene that you know Trevor's she, Trevor's got a case of the Sophies. I also have to. Did you see the product placement when during this interaction? Oh, all the, the, for the scene, Honey Nut Cheerios. Litter, the scene is littered with Honey Nut Cheerio boxes. Every kid is eating Honey Nut Cheerios. Not only are they they not only are they eating Honey Nut Cheerios with the bowl. Each kid has the the box next to them, perfectly placed in front of the camera. So that each screenshot for each person has a mini mini box yep. in front of their face. <laughs> Great job. I buy Honey Nut Cheerios anyways. We've talked about this on the podcast. Helps lower the cholesterol. They, yeah. they just updated from all circles to now they have circles and hearts. And I think that's how it helps lower your cholesterol. Yeah. I did, uh, I did just buy a box of Honey Nut Cheerios. So, you know, I, I understand you. I, I, it's been, I call bullshit on the cholesterol stuff. And I've, I've read a few articles to where that's, it's all just, you know, it's just marketing speak. But they're still good. They taste good. Yeah. One of the they're, better cereals. It's, it's not like it's not like cinnamon toast crunch or maybe some crunch berries or like the Reese's Puffs, but it's still a wonderful cereal. It's great and it's it's a good middle because like the ones you mentioned are fantastic, but they're it's like so Very much sweet. so much sugar with those. Yeah. To whereas like Honey Nut Cheerios is a good middle ground between that and like, you know, raisin bran. Yep. That's I, I was gonna say raisin bran too. <laughs> I'll, we're we're in sync on our series. Yeah, I'll get down with some raisin bran or some some special K with the strawberries, the freeze dried strawberries. Those are okay, but yeah, that's that's or, a, that's a uh, good some, assessment of honey nut so, cheerios. Some grape nuts. I used to crush grape nuts when I was a kid. Some kicks, like the like the plain. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kicks are good too. Anyways, that's <laughs> the, the the product placement. It just got me because they they really pumped it in front of us with the yeah. honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> kids love eating honey nut Cheerios. Go buy some kids. <laughs> um, and then we have Nick just on cloud nine, oh. and I love that he, you know Evans like Sophie hates me, and Nick's like, who gives a shit? Whatever it took yeah, to get I'm me in, and MJ together. I'm in love. Doesn't nobody cares about you, Evan? And and he's and he also t- lets Evan know, hey, I always thought I was your sidekick. Not anymore. I'm the guy that gets the girl. Well, who would have yeah, thought? Yeah, he goes, he goes, huh? I'm the one who ends up with the girl. Who would have thought? Roll credits or something like that. Yeah, roll roll credits. It's over. <laughs> and then and so as that's all going down, and Nick's on cloud nine. I actually put this in my notes. Bombay walks in dressed in the Brandon special. Yeah, yeah, he's, he has he's got his dress clothes on. The flannel, the, yeah. the Brandon special. He walks going in. somewhere, going somewhere fancy. Yeah, he's got it. He's got to be looking extra dapper. Yeah. And Nick is smiling at him like a lunatic. And I love that he calls. I was like, "Yeah, you're you're making me uncomfortable. Quit looking at me like that. Let's get out of here." Um, but then they find out. The guy walks in, yeah, Coach Bombay, we have the a hearing. serious deal. Okay, we're going to have the hearing. But then Evan gives a quick call up to, to Alex, and he's like, Mom, 
You got to get here. You got to look. We got to lawyer up. Yeah, we got to lawyer up. So that was another thing I didn't get. Bombay is a fucking lawyer too. Like, I mean, I don't. I just I didn't understand what Alex is bringing to the table that Bombay couldn't have done himself. You know, Alex is bringing the effort and the drive that yeah, escaped she does the, Bombay long ago. Yeah, she's doing the the effort and the research, which yes. I mean. Bombay's not doing the heavy lifting there. He's going to the bar and probably like, well, I'm not, not going to coach anyways. May as well break this and take he a does, shot. He does give a, a fantastically uh, emotional speech, though. Oh, you know? I actually put put that note. Gives a rousing speech. Yeah. yeah like, one, that of his, was one of his better speeches, yeah. Bombay hits those out of the park, and they always do a nice job bringing the music in towards the end. And yep. they're like, "Man, you're really here for those for those kids." He's like, "Yeah, I am here for those kids." And and I love they're like, "Doesn't matter, you broke the rules. Tough shit." Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. And, and then Kuma's I was like, "You missed the message. You missed the message." And then I so then Alex and Stephanie come barging through, um, and Alex has her her fucking uh, the thing that gets Bombay out of it. Which I didn't understand. This was so convoluted and fucking stupid too. So Bombay's banned from coaching NCAA events. Yes. And this is an NCAA sponsored tournament. And what makes it an NCAA sponsored tournament is because all of the kids are prospective student athletes for the NCAA. Yes. Because they were scouted during the season. Yes. So that's the the basis that they lay down for you. And then Alex comes in with a loophole, which is that doesn't apply to the don't bothers because nobody scouted us. Yes. They didn't which even bother. Does it? I just. So I, the loophole, I, that I, loophole is Sophie was probably scouted. Yeah. Before she was on the don't bother. Yeah. So or technically. The, or the scouts who are coming to watch the other teams, they're coming to the games where they play the don't bothers. How the fuck do you know they're not scouting the don't bothers as well? Exactly. Like that was my thought. It's like, hey, they didn't come to the don't bothers, but I, they may have shown up for some. Maybe yeah. they just made and sure I didn't not even... to show up for those games. That's the only thing I could think of. That's. I mean, that's a. I guess maybe. And but I didn't. But you bring up a good point about Sophie. I didn't even think about that. Sophie for sure would have been. That's her whole. That's the whole point of her fucking life is to be scouted. Yeah. Those first three games, she's getting scouted on the Ducks, and yeah. so their loophole could get crushed by that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just so. It was. I hated it. Was, it. It was a dumb problem. It, a, it was a dumb fucking problem to bring into Bombay's backstory in the first place. Then they doubled down and made it an issue in this episode. And then they tripled down and gave us the stupidest loophole in the fucking world to fix it. It's just like, yeah. just scrap this and focus on literally anything else. And your episode would have been way better. Yeah. So that was, that was tough. But I, you know what I wrote down? Just because Alex, they just had Alex start to spurt some stuff that sounded legalese. I just put Bird law, Charlie Day. Bird law. Yeah. Alex is just in there throwing some bird law at them, and they didn't even know what hit him. Yeah. And so we talked about it. The conclusion is Bombay gets to coach. Yay. Okay, yeah. cool. And then my, the hearing's done. They celebrate, and the hearing's done. I love that you wrote bird law. My, my notes just say, this is so dumb. <laughs> and that was my version of this is so dumb, yeah. bird law. Yeah, bird law. Uh, I know a bit of the thing or well, two so, about bird law. Well, so so then so yeah so the this then this is the other thing that threw me for a loop. 
okay, so the the loophole works. They're like, okay, you can coach. Bombay can coach because, you know, it's an NCA of sponsored event, but the don't bothers are not technically sponsored by the I don't know fucking bullshit. But so yeah. Bombay can coach, but then, so then they go. Uh, like all the kids come around, everybody's like, "Oh, thank you, Alex. You're so good. Thank you so much. You, you, you know, you saved the day." They like instantly forgive Alex for what they fired her for. They're like, "Whatever." Unfired. You're well, yeah. So she goes. She says, "Don't worry, guys. I'm just here to help Bombay out. I'm not. Don't like. I'm mom, Alex, not coach, Alex. I'm not your coach." And then all the kids are like, "No, no, 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 no. We want you to coach. Come back and coach." And it's like, well, if that was the case. Just why did we go through this whole thing? Just you coach him and let fucking Bombay go sit on the stands. Like, I thought the same thing. Like, just let her come in and coach. Yeah. Instead of make it, but they wanted to be together. It's, I kids are so fickle. I'm not surprised. It's like, hey, you saved the day. You know what? You can be on the bench with us. We forgive you now because she saved the day. Kids are I, fickle. Yeah, they're not that fickle though. I yes, twelve year olds. I was, I was not that fickle. I was a, uh, I fucking, I held grudges for decades when I was that young. That's because you have hate in your heart, Brandon. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I didn't have a, you know, I didn't have an MJ to my neck to, you know, warm my 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 cold soul. <laughs> there was nothing melted on Brandon. You just became the in, uh, Mr. Freeze, the exactly. Ice Man. Exactly. What's uh, what's Nick Miller say? Uh, when he's like, I love getting old. I feel like I'm finally growing into my personality. That's yes, <laughs> that's that is you, Brandon. <laughs> even as a even as a 12 year old, I was just like, when? Uh, come on, let's speed this up. When am I going to be? When? When do I get to be 50? When do I get to scream at people and not get in trouble for it? Exactly. That's the only thing I'm missing is I don't have my own. I don't have my own lawn. That's what I need to get so I can start yelling at kids. Get I, off my, it. my like ultimate life goal is to be like the the crazy old man that lives like at the top of the cul-de-sac or whatever. Yeah. Where they're like, Oh, that's old man Axelson's house. Like don't mess with him. Has anybody ever talked to him? Oh no, no, nobody, nobody's seen him in years (laughs) or something like that. And has like weird, like lawn ornaments. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just like don't make any sense. (laughs) Crazy, like satanic lawn gnomes. (laughs) (laughs) That's yeah. That's my, that's my life goal. That's what I, that's what I aspire to be. Like my my house is my house is entirely like painted black for some reason. It's like what was it was it like that when he bought it? No, it was like white, and then he just painted it black. He's a disturbed <laughs> man. <laughs> so anyway, so that's the conclusion, and then we just have one last quick conclusion, and then this episode is over. It's yeah. Evan and Sophie. They get together. They they realize Evan lets her know I three fire emoji like you. Yep. And Sophie is is moved and you know that's just that's nice. That's uh that's a, a three fire emoji like that's real. That's love. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so and then we get the old ducks music. Remember all the the old ducks yep, music from yep. and it kind of fades out and they're driving to the the ice rink and like that. Do, do they pull up? I can't remember. I think they pull up to they, the they to pull the up ice rink. and they like get out and then that's when it, it like zooms out and you see the the Minnesota igloo sign. And yeah, you, see, you know, and it's like it's time. We're we're here, states, baby. Well, we're yeah. here. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A quick message from our friends at Broken Forest Collective. Built on a passion for small batch and handcrafted products, Broken Forest provides high quality casual wear and lifestyle goods that are American made and built to outlast the fast fashion trends. They also plant a tree in Boulder, Colorado for every product sold. Visit brokenforestco.com and use the code CAKEEATERS15 for 15% off your order. So, yeah, that was episode nine. Like, like I said, uh, I thought it was, it was one of the better episodes other than the, the Bombay coaching subplot that took five minutes. Again, like they did, it wasn't focused on enough and didn't make any sense. It would have been an easy, like, cut and paste, get that out of here, bring literally anything else in. Just have them be like, have them do a back and forth where they're just needling at each other and they're poking at each other and they're creating this like really tense rivalry that yeah. erupts with something a little bit more substantial. Yeah. Or, or even like throw it the opposite way and you get like a little like the soft hearted, soft hearted. You get, you know, you see that like Bombay, you know, he gives, he starts giving him Coach T some like mentor advice, you know, like so one way or the other. Instead of whatever the fuck they did, it still doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, I don't get it. It's, but here we are, Brandon. We're at states. It's at the states. final countdown. Who would have ever thought that three episodes ago, two members of the team couldn't even skate or handle a stick, and now I think they're, I think, they're at it, states. Does Bombay says that in the hearing too? He's like, he's like, I, then these guys came into my life. You know, they couldn't even skate. I think he says one of them couldn't even hold a hockey stick or something yeah. like that. And he's like, now, now we're in states, you know, that's how, that's how good of a coach I am. That's why you should let me keep coaching. The real underdog story. I mean, we see these Cinderella runs in the NCAA tournament, but they're still collegiate athletes. They're not learning how to play basketball before they upset these higher ranked teams. This is just a, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know how believable it is for the, the don't bothers to, suddenly go from having Coob who can't move to having Coob who is the second coming of Patrick Walk. Yeah, Coob point out. He uh Coob point out. Yeah. We do have to I mean, you know, it's he got him here after all the criticism that we gave Coob. He's got him there in the in the I mean Sophie got them here. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah, Sophie yeah. got them here, but Coob well, has you... gotten better since they taught him how to actually skate and play goalie. Yeah. Coob Coob played an integral role. He finally – he learned he's, – he's a much better goalie. Um, I just wish they would have solved that issue earlier Sooner. and showed you more of him, like, actually learning. Other than him, like, running off the ice, you know. And getting scored on five hole four times a game. Yeah, they don't show you anything else uh, – of him actually learning. So I wish they would have done a little bit more of that. But yeah, Coob, Sophie, Evan started playing like an actual hockey player once he realized his dad doesn't care about him. Yeah. Um, Nick. Yeah, Nick. Stepped it up a little Nick. bit. Lo- like Logan, at least Logan's, Logan's signature shot, you know. Yeah. Things, things, are, things are looking up. We have a, we have a chance at States. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and we can't sleep on uh, Maya and Lauren, who have actually oh, the, been a huge job of the, uh, the double helix. Yeah. They're the... 
they're the rocks on the blue line. They're the, they're your two defensemen. They're holding it down. Absolutely. I, I think yeah. that the key, the key to a good hockey team is solid blue line play. Heath. I didn't know that, but I do know that I'm very proud of Maya and Lauren for the jump that they've taken since the beginning of the show. They, they've probably had the most believable improvement arc out of all the players. You saw them put in the time and learn how to do these things. Yeah, yeah. Them. And Lo- Logan, when they taught, finally taught Logan how to skate, that was good. That was necessary. Um, his, his signature shot is still real, real weird, but whatever. So for ep- episode 10, is going to be – and this is the last episode of the season, so it's going to be – we're going to get all the states yeah. all it's in one episode. It's the final countdown. <laughs> so that's, I imagine, it. that's happening. I imagine it'll be like last episode where it's like the first half of it's just like boom, boom, boom montage of games. Just whoo, game, whoo, game, whoo, whoo, yeah, whoo. that's how all of these go game montage. Exactly, and is then, how it's going to kick it off because we're in the states, we're in the tournament, yes. and then you got to it's gonna it's gonna end ducks, you know, ducks uh, yeah. against don't bothers. It has to. Yeah. Right? that's that's an easy like this episode ten. There's not a lot to preview, honestly. Because we know what's going to happen. The Ducks and the Don't Bothers, they're going to meet the championship. That's good guys versus bad guys. The underdog versus yeah. the the bastion of success. And they're going to meet head on. Who's going to win the more business-like approach or the more fun approach? Exactly. And so like the, the little synopsis for next episode, it says, it all comes down to this Minnesota State Championships. The Don't Bothers are playing the best hockey of their lives. Not a high bar to clear. No. But the Mighty Ducks aren't skipping a beat either. Both teams move uh, on opposite sides of the bracket. How convenient. Uh, They seem to be on a collision course with each other. Uh, Ooh, but when a key player goes down with injury, I am assuming it's going to be Sophie's knee, right? That's the only injury that has been getting beat to death. Well, not actually haven't gotten beat to death. It's it's been subtle this hasn't hasn't been subtle they beat it to death in like the first three episodes and then they haven't talked about it since yeah (laughs) that's right because because she had they she kept grabbing the knee and then well even on the some of like the pond skate i think that there was just a little bit of soreness right so like it's just it's it's been there so that's geez that description pretty much (laughs) well says what i don't even know what to say like that description so well, so they're the each on the other side of the bracket. They're going to yeah, meet each other. It sounds like course. Sophie's going to get hurt. Goes down with an entry, and the don't bothers are forced to choose what matters more, winning on the ice or off of it. Wow. Bum, bum, bum. They have that's, to decide. I mean, do they learn the a, lesson or do they win? That's a lot of pressure to put on Sophie, I feel. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure <laughs> for this any poor, kid. This poor girl is, is holding this team up. On her, on her tiny little shoulders. Yeah, someone get her a bag. I mean, she has parent coffees. She has, <laughs> she has homework that requires straight A's constantly. Yeah, she's she, trying to get into Harvard. She's trying to get. She is At the backbone of the team, and you see, they finally get some success because all of the clowns around her can finally give her the puck so that she can yeah. snipe out there. We'll snipe, we'll snipe Selly. Yeah. That's Sophie all day. Everyone else has just finally gotten good enough to give her the puck. Yeah, she does. She needs one more. Uh, you know, she needs breakout game like a big game. No, she needs more. Uh, she needs one more, like, good hockey player. You know, because I don't think Evans not. I don't think Evans good at 
you know, other than the the moment, not the moment, the game when his uh, uh, when, his, when his dad showed up. He annoying. You know, I, I he hasn't shown me anything, so she needs like a you know. I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I would like I would like for somebody else to be not terrible at hockey. <laughs> yeah, she needs. They need a big. She needs a big two or a big three, like with the Evan kind of maybe being the big three. But they need someone else. Yeah. Everyone else Evan's, is just role players. Evans is solid. Chris Chris Bosh, yeah. you know. Sophie's LeBron. We need a Dwayne Wade. We need a Dwayne yeah. Wade. There, there's no Dwayne Dwayne Wade anywhere. And I feel like Maya and Lauren are like Udonis Haslam and Birdman. <laughs> Chris Anderson. I love Birdman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who's uh? Who do you think's Ray Allen? It's got to be Coob, right? I think Coob's Coob's a solid Ray. Yeah, that makes it. Sam. No, Sam's too much of a wild card. I guess Sam would probably be Birdman. Yeah, Sam is definitely Birdman. He's just missing the the mohawk and the tattoos. Yeah, that's that's um, it. <laughs> yeah, and then Udonis Haslam's Nick. I think that's got to be Nick. I think so. Yeah, because he's the heart and soul of the exactly. team. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh. Well, anyways, it, episode nine was fun. It was solid. A little bit of an interesting Coach T Bombay, but we loved what we got with the the middle school drama. Yep. As much Nick the Stick as we got, it just I think that's what provided so much sunshine yep. in this episode is we got all the Nick we could handle. Yes. Yeah. I think uh again, I love that it was more focused on the kids and uh the team. Again, you just you remove that weird little like Bombay subplot, and this is by far the best episode. It's yeah, you know, it was a fun episode. Like everything that happened was kind of fun. It was cheeky. It was it was neat. Yeah, uh, like I I would have loved you take take the five to ten minutes, whatever they focus on Bombay's fucking little thing. Take that out and put the first first round game at the end of this, mm. and then it's best episode for sure. You actually start the states. You get yeah. the kickoff. Yeah, and then uh, and then maybe, maybe Sophie's knees gonna maybe in the first you have you play the first game at the end of the first game maybe you like Sophie tweaks the knee a little bit so then now she starts limping, um, and then that's your cliffhanger. You know. Yeah. See, let us write the fucking show, Disney. Come on, I'm sitting here making it look so easy. <laughs> they can take some notes. I feel like this is gonna so me me talking about how much better i could write this show is gonna severely hamper our ability to ever interview any of the writers <laughs> oh the writers of the show are gonna want nothing to do with you no. i i i will save myself i have been slightly critical but i've been nice nice critical yeah i mean i still love it i still uh you know, we've invested this is... a lot of time in this show it's great I mean, yeah. we love the actors but there are some there's some plot lines that could have used a little bit more love a little more tlc yeah or a little just or like just bring us into workshop the, the script you know we'll uh throw us a little a little writing credit we'll workshop the script we'll tighten it up it'll be by far the best series disney has ever put out guaranteed absolutely
Thanks for listening, everyone. Please remember to follow and like us on Instagram at the Cake Eaters Pod, on Twitter at the Cake Eaters. Also, reach out to us via email, thecakeeaterspod at gmail.com, or visit our website, thecakeeaterspod.com. <laughs>